my dear Vaishnavas, Vaishnava Sangha, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. You may wonder why I said something different today. Uh, I've been saying the same greeting exactly for almost five years. But last night we got a message when we tried to upload the video to the YouTube that there was some kind of... The, the first 11 seconds of our video was being flagged as having some copyright pro problem. So anyway, we disputed it, but I'm, I changed my uh, opening just a little bit. But anyway, we're very happy that you're here. We welcome you with uh, affection and pray that you're all well and happy and safe in this dangerous world we're living in. Okay, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam for exactly what it is. And it goes like this. Sarva-shastra-dipi-yusha <clears throat> sarva-vedaika-satpala sarva-siddhanta-ratnaja Savalokaikadrikprada, own nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidwandoditaritya, Sri Krishna Paribartita. O life heir, of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Premavarshakshadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours on a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguroman Mahadana Manistadamya Mad Ananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun chakadachin mam premna rit kantayokspuda O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right we've reached the 29th chapter of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam 
and the inundation of nectar is, is continuing from Narda Muni. We're starting with 73. He's still talking and explaining everything to uh, Pachibhari, the king. When the living entity dreams, the sense objects are not actually present. However, because one has associated with the sense objects, they become manifest. Similarly, the living entity with undeveloped senses does not cease, cease to exist materially, although he may not be exactly in contact with the sense objects. This is very deep. I'm going to read it again. When the living entity dreams, the sense objects are not actually present. However, because one has associated with the sense objects, they become manifest. Similarly, the living entity with undeveloped senses does not cease to exist materially, even though he may not be exactly in contact with the sense objects. Purport. It is sometimes said that because a child is innocent, he is completely pure. Actually, this is not the fact. The effects of fruitive activities reserved in the subtle body appear in three concurrent stages. One is called bija, the root. Another is called kuta, the desire. And another is called palunmuka, palunmuka, about to fructify. The manifest stage is called prarabdha, already in action. In a conscious or unconscious state, the actions of the subtle or gross bodies may not be manifest, but such states cannot be called the liberated state. A child may be innocent, but this does not mean that he is a liberated soul. Everything is held in reservation, and everything will become manifest in due course of time. Even in the absence of certain manifestations in the subtle body, the objects of sense enjoyment may act. The example has been given of a nocturnal emission in which the physical senses act even when the physical objects are not manifest. The three modes of material nature may not be manifest in the subtle body, but the contamination of the three modes remains conserved and in due course of time it becomes manifest. Even if the reactions of the subtle and gross bodies are not manifest, one does not become free from the material conditions. Therefore it is wrong to say that a child is as good as a liberated soul. Text 74 the five sense objects, the five sense organs, the five knowledge-acquiring senses, and the mind are the sixteen material expansions. These combine with the living entity and are influenced by the three modes of material nature. 
Thus the existence of the conditioned soul is understood. Purport Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 15.7 Mamaibhanksho jiva loke jiva bhutak sanatanaha manak shastanindriyani prakriti stani karshati The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses, which include the mind. Here it is also explained that the living entity comes in contact with the sixteen material elements and is influenced by the three modes of material nature. The living entity and this combination of elements combine to form what is called Jiva Bhuta, the conditioned soul that struggles hard within material nature. The total material existence is first agitated by the three modes of material nature, and these become the living conditions of the living entity. Thus the subtle and gross bodies develop, and the ingredients are earth, water, fire, air, sky, and so on. According to Sri Madhvacharya, when consciousness, the living force in the heart, is agitated by the three modes of material nature, then the subtle body of the living entity, consisting of the mind, the sense objects, the five senses that acquire knowledge, and the five senses for acting in the material condition, becomes possible. Text 75 by virtue of the processes of the subtle body, the living entity develops and gives up gross bodies. This is known as the transmigration of the soul. Thus the soul becomes subjected to different types of so-called enjoyment, lamentation, fear, happiness, and unhappiness. Purport According to this explanation, one can clearly understand that originally the living entity was as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his pure spiritual existence. However, when the mind becomes polluted by desires for sense gratification in the material world, the living entity drops into the material conditions as explained in this verse. Thus he begins his material existence, which means that he transmigrates from one body to another and becomes more and more entangled in material existence. The process of Krishna consciousness, by which one always thinks of Krishna, is the transcendental process by which one can revert to his original spiritual existence. Devotional service means always thinking of Krishna. Manmana bhavamad bhakto mam namaskuru mami vaishyasi satyam te pratijane priyosime Always think of me and become my devotee. Worship me and offer your homage unto me. Thus you will come to me without fail. I promise you this because you are my very dear friend. 
Bhagavad Gita 1865. One should always engage in the Lord's devotional service. As recommended in the Archana Marg, one should worship the deity in the temple and constantly offer obeisances to the spiritual master and the deity. These processes are recommended to one <clears throat> these processes are recommended to one who actually wants to become free from material entanglement. Modern psychologists can study the actions of the mind, thinking, feeling, and willing, but they are unable to go deep into the matter. This is due to their lack of knowledge and to their not being associated <clears throat> with a liberated acharya. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 4.2, evang parampara praptam imam rajarshayo viduhu sakalineha mahata yogonashta parantapa. This supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession, and the saintly kings understood it in that way. But in course of time the succession was broken, and therefore the science as it is appears to be lost. Guided by so-called psychologists and philosophers, people in the modern age do not know of the activities of the subtle body, and thus cannot understand what is meant by the transmigration of the soul. In these matters we have to take the authorized statements of Bhagavad-gītā, 2.13 Dehino svinyata dehe komāram jovanam jara tatādihantara praptir diras tatradamuyati As the embodied soul continually passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at death. The self-realized soul is not bewildered by such a change. Unless all human society understands this important verse in Bhagavad Gita, civilization will advance in ignorance, not in knowledge. Texts 76 and 77. The caterpillar <clears throat> transports itself from, from one leaf to another by capturing one leaf before giving up the other. Similarly, according to his previous work, the living entity must capture another body before giving up the one he has. This is because the mind is the reservoir of all kinds of desires. Purport. <clears throat> a living entity too much attached, excuse me, a living entity too much absorbed in material activity becomes very much attracted to the material body. Even at the point of death, he thinks of his present body and the relatives connected to it. Thus, he remains fully absorbed in the bodily conception of life, so much so that even at the point of death, he abhors leaving his present body. Sometimes it is found 
that a person on the verge of death remains in a coma for many days before giving up the body. This is common among so-called leaders and politicians who think that without their presence the entire country and all society will be in chaos. <laughs> this is called Maya. Political leaders do not like to leave their political posts and they either have to be shot by the enemy or obliged to leave by the arrival of death. By superior arrangement, a living entity is offered another body, but because of his attraction to the present body, he does not like to transfer himself to another body. Thus he is forced to accept another body by the laws of nature. Prakriti kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimudhatma kartaham itimanyate The bewildered spirit soul under the influence of the three modes of material nature thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by nature. Bhagavad Gita 3.27 Material nature is very strong and the material modes force one to accept another body. This force is visible when the living, when the living entity transmigrates from a superior body to an inferior one. One who acts like a dog or hog in the present body will certainly be forced to accept the body of a dog or hog in the next life. <clears throat> a person may be enjoying the body of a prime minister or a president, but when he understands that he will be forced to take the body of a dog or hog, he chooses not to leave the present body. Therefore he lies in a coma many days before death. This has been experienced by many politicians at the time of death. The conclusion is that the next body is already determined by superior control. The living entity immediately gives up the present body and enters another. Sometimes in the present body, the living entity feels that many of his desires and imaginations are not fulfilled. Those who are overly attracted to their life situation are forced to remain in a ghostly body and are not allowed to accept another gross body. Even in the body of a ghost, they create disturbances for neighbors and relatives. Oh. The mind is the prime cause of such a situation. According to one's mind, different types of bodies are generated and one is forced to accept them. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 8.6 Yang yang vapismaram bhavam chajantante chajantante kalevaram tang tame vaite konteya sada tad bhava bhavitaha Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, that state he will attain, he will attain without fail. Within one's body and mind, one can think as either a dog or a god, but the next life is offered to him and the next life is offered to him accordingly. 
This is explained in Bhagavad Gita 13.22. Purushap prakritisto hi bhukte prakritijan gunan karanang gunasangosya sadasad yonijanmasu. The living entity in material nature thus follows the ways of life, enjoying the three modes of nature. This is due to his association with that material nature. Thus he meets with good and evil among various species. The living entity may transmigrate to either a superior or inferior body according to his association with the modes of material nature. If he associates with the mode of ignorance, he gets the body of an animal or an inferior man. But if he associates with the mode of goodness or passion, he gets a body accordingly. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 14.18. Urdvam gachanti sattvasta madhye tishtanti rajasaha jaganya gunavritista ado gachanti tamasaha. Those situated in the mode of goodness gradually go upward to the higher planets. Those in the mode of passion live on the earthly planets and those in the mode of ignorance go down to the hellish worlds. The root cause of one's association is the mind. This great Krishna consciousness movement is the greatest boon to human society because it is teaching everyone to think always of Krishna by executing devotional service. In this way, at the end of life, one may be transferred to the association of Krishna. This is technically called Nitya Leela Pravishta, entering into the planet Goloka Vrindavan. Bhagavad Gita 1855 explains Bhaktya Maam Abhijanati Yavanyas Chasmi Tatvataha Tato Maam Tatvato Gyatva Vishate Tadanantaram. One can understand the Supreme Personality as He is only by devotional service. And when one is in full consciousness of the Supreme Lord, by such devotion, he can enter into the kingdom of God. After the mind is completely absorbed in Krishna consciousness, one can enter the planet known as Goloka Vrindavan. To enter the association of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one has to understand Krishna. The process of understanding Krishna is devotional service. After understanding Krishna as He is, one can be become eligible to enter Krishna Loka and associate with Him. The mind is the cause of such an exalted position. The mind can also get one a body like those of dogs and hogs. To absorb the mind always in Krishna consciousness is therefore the greatest perfection of human life. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. What a purport. Like a re-explanation of Bhagavad Gita, the whole thing. Text 78. 
As long as we desire to enjoy sense gratification, we create material activities. When the living entity acts in the material field, he enjoys the senses. And while enjoying the senses, he creates another sense, uh, set series of material activities. In this way, the living entity becomes entrapped as a conditioned soul. Purport. While in this subtle body, we create many plans to enjoy sense gratification. These plans are recorded in the spool of one's mind as bija, the root of fruitive activities. In conditional life, the living entity creates a series of bodies one after another, and this is called karma bandhana. As explained in Bhagavad Gita 3.9, yagyartat kamanonyatra lokoyam karma bandhanaha. If we act only for the satisfaction of Vishnu, there is no bondage due to material activity. But if we act otherwise, we become entrapped by one material activity after another. Under these circumstances, it is to, it is to be supposed that by thinking, feeling and willing, we are creating a series of future material bodies. In the words of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Anadi karma pale padi bhavarna bhavarna vajale. Anadi karma pale padi bhavarna vajale. The living entity falls into the ocean of karma bandhana as a result of past material activities. Instead of plunging oneself, into the ocean of material activity, one should accept material activity only to maintain body and soul together. The rest of one's time should be devoted to engaging in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. In this way, one can attain relief from the reactions of material activity. Text 79 You should always know that this cosmic manifestation is created, maintained, and annihilated by the will of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Consequently, everything within this cosmic manifestation is under the control of the Lord. To be enlightened by this perfect knowledge, one should always engage himself in the devotional service of the Lord. PURPORT Self-realization, understanding oneself as Brahman or spirit soul, is very difficult in the material condition. However, if we accept the devotional service of the Lord, the Lord will gradually reveal Himself. In this way, the progressive devotee will gradually realize his spiritual position. We cannot see anything in the darkness of night, not even our own selves. But when there is sunshine, we can see not only the sun, but everything within the world as well. Lord Krishna explains in the seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, 7.1, Maya Sakta Manapartha 
योगम युंजन मराश्रय असंशय समग्रंग माम यथाज्ञासिथ्रिनु नाउ हियर ओ सन प्रीता अर्जुन हाउ बाय प्रैक्टिसिंग योग इन फुल कॉन्शियसनेस ऑफ मी विथ माइंड अटैच्ड टू मी यू कैन नो मी इन फुल फ्री फ्रॉम डाउट when we engage ourselves in the devotional service of the lord to become krishna conscious we understand not only krishna but everything related to krishna in other words through krishna consciousness we under, we can understand not only krishna and the cosmic manifestation but also our constitutional position in krishna consciousness we can understand that the entire material creation is created by the supreme personality of godhead maintained by him annihilated by him and absorbed in him we are also part and parcel of the lord everything is under the control of the lord and therefore our only duty is to surrender under the supreme and engage in his transcendental loving service text 8 <clears throat> The great sage Maitreya continued The supreme devotee the great saint Narada thus explained to king Prachinibarhi the constitutional position of the supreme personality of godhead and the living entity after giving an invitation to the king narada muni left to return to siddaloka purport siddaloka and brahmaloka are both within the same planetary system brahmaloka is understood to be the highest planet within the universe siddaloka is considered to be one of the satellites of brahmaloka The inhabitants of Siddhaloka have all the powers of yogic mysticism. <clears throat> From this verse it appears that the great sage Narada is an inhabitant of Siddhaloka, although he travels to all the planetary systems. All the residents of Siddhaloka are spacemen and they can travel in space without mechanical help. The residents of Siddhaloka can go from one planet to another individually by virtue of their yogic perfection after giving instructions to the great king prachinabhi narada muni departed and also invited him to siddaloka <laughs> hari krishna text 81 In the presence of his ministers the saintly king Prachinabhi left orders for his sons to protect the citizens he then left home and went off to undergo austerities in a holy place known as Kapilashrama purport the word praja sarga is very important in this verse when the saintly king Prachinabhi was induced by the great sage Narada to leave home 
and take to the devotional service of your Lord. His sons had not yet returned from their austerities in the water. However, he did not wait for their, their return, but simply left messages to the effect that his sons were to protect the mass of citizens. According to Viraragava Acharya, such protection means organizing the citizens into the specific divisions of the four varnas and four ashramas. It was the responsibility of the royal order to see that the citizens were following the regulative principles of the four varnas, namely Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya and Shudra, and the ashramas, namely Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha and Sanyas. It is very difficult to rule the citizens to rule, it is very difficult to rule citizens in a kingdom without organizing this Varnashram Dharma. To rule the mass of citizens in a state and keep them in a complete progressive order is not possible simply by passing laws every year in a legislative assembly. The Varnashram Dharma is essential in good government. One class of men, the brahmanas, must be intelligent and brahminically qualified. Another class must be trained in administrative work, chatriya. Another in mercantile, business, vaisha. And another simply in labor, shudra. These four classes of men are already there according to nature. But it is the government's duty to see that all four of these classes follow the principles of their varnas methodically. This is called adirakshana, abhirakshana, or protection. It is significant that when Maharaj Prachinabharhi was convinced of the goal of life through the instructions of Narada, he did not wait even a moment to see his son's return, but left immediately. There were many things to be done upon the return of his sons, but he simply left them a message. He knew what his prime duty was. He simply left instructions for his sons and went off for the purpose of spiritual advancement. This is the system of Vedic civilization. Siddhar Swami informs us that Kapilashrama is located at the confluence of the Ganges and the Bay of Bengal, a place known now as Ganga Sagara. This place is still famous as a place of pilgrimage and many millions of people gather there every year on the day of Makara Sankranti and take bath. It is called Kapilashrama because of Lord Kapila's living there to perform his austerities and penances. Lord, Kapila's propounded, Lord Kapila propounded the Sankhya system of philosophy. And that brings to 750. So we'll stop here for tonight, the daily readings. And tomorrow we will begin with text 82. In the meantime, we will patiently wait for the reflections of the 
assembled Vaishnava devotees. Hare Krishna. He can do audio books, you know. We should have kept the thing and we could, he could have done the audio books. And then you could take care of us. He did? Oh, oh, I see. Well, I knew that. I knew that already. They're so cooperative. This is from Gopakanya Devi Das. Gopakanya Devi, the stalwart hearer. Best Hare. among the hearers. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Thank you for delivering the matchless gift every day to everyone, dear Maharaj. Jai Ho. Jai Ho. Hare Krishna. May, may it continue, continue to be so. Jai Ho. Is this from Braj Vallabha? Braj Vallabha Hare Krishna. It says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Quote, the conditioned living entities are my parts and parcels. End quote. When one thinks like this, when one thinks like this, is that everyone is part of Krishna, it changes how we interact with people, I think. There is a deeper sense of how we are all connected, especially in places far from our home. Absolutely, Raj. And there's a verse in the fourth chapter of the Gita, uh, 435, which describes that when you've actually received knowledge from the spiritual master, you will never again fall into illusion. And the reason is just what you said. Because you'll see for yourself that all living beings are but part and parcel of the Supreme, or in other words, Krishna says, they are mine. And that's the secret, that's the, cl the clue. Because the fact that they're spiritual is one thing, but the fact that they're Krishna's, and if we're becoming Krishna conscious, we're feeling affection for Krishna, and we see that everyone is, belongs to Krishna, then automatically we will feel a, a level of affection that wasn't there before and that will help us to stay afloat in our spiritual lives. Hare Krishna. He also says one last comment. Everything in this world is temporary. Krishna says this in so many ways again and again. Yet we become attached and hence suffering arises when things change. How can one prepare for these changes in a devotional way? By fixing one's mind on the eternal, by fixing one's mind on activities that don't change, activities of the spiritual world, uh, Krishna's form, Krishna's name, Krishna's pastimes, and particularly for us, the devotional service of the Lord. When we start using the things that Krishna has given us, no matter who we are, no matter where we are, no matter what position we have, in service to Krishna, then Krishna in the heart, he becomes pleased. And when he's pleased with us, he gives us the intelligence how to come back to him. That's the secret of spiritual life. Tesham satatayuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam And the key word in this verse is priti. If we always engage 
in, in loving devotional service. Preeti means affection. Uh, then Krishna gives us the intelligence how to come back to Him. So we need Krishna's cooperation. We can't become liberated on the strength of our own intelligence, mind, senses, the power of our own you know, facilities. That's the secret. Therefore, we want to know and be able to remember more and more things about Krishna. From, from the point of how He creates this whole thing and how it all is manifested before us for our for the satisfaction of our senses and how he enters into the material world and provides the, the training and the shastra and the devotees and himself from time to time just to attract us back to the spiritual world. This is his leela, Srishti leela, the leela of his creating, maintaining and uh, Annihilating the, the material energy. The material energy doesn't actually get annihilated, but it's the forms of the material energy. Hare Krishna. This is from Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Such clear information Srila Prabhupada provides us. Verse 78 describes very nicely about the truth. Quote, as long as we desire to enjoy sense gratification, we create material activities. Hmm. When the living entity acts in the material field, he enjoys the senses, and while enjoying the senses, he creates another series of material activities. In this way, the living entity becomes entrapped as a conditioned soul. End quote. Yes, it, it's simple. <clears throat> simple, but profound at the same time. I mean, Nardamuni, in, in these verses, these, these, these verses and Prabhupada's purports, Prabhupada is explaining to us what's going on here and what to do about it. So clear, so consistent, so potent. Hare Krishna. She added another. He says, and in the purport, Srila Prabhupada wrote, quote, instead of plunging oneself into the ocean of material activity, one should accept material activity only to maintain body and soul together. The rest of one's time should be devoted to engaging in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. In this way, one can attain relief from the reactions of material activity. End quote. Such clear information. Thank you so much. Daily readings, Kijai. Jai. Thank you very much and thank you for your consistent hearing and your giving out Srila Prabhupada's books on after duty. Hare Krishna during lunch and after duty. This is Rati. Yes, Rati Manjari. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj. <laughs> Please help me to realize Krishna's love for me. <laughs> well, first of all, develop love for Him. 
and then you'll see his love for you automatically. That's within our power. She says, coming in late from the Sunday feast today, I will hear the rest of the reading afterwards. Hare Krishna, thank you for stopping in. Thank you very much. This is from Rohini Nandana Prabhu. Yes, Rohini Nandana. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you so much for another amazing reading. The following statement stuck out to me. Sorry, can't remember exact quote. Because people do not know of the activities of the subtle body, they cannot understand the soul and the principle of reincarnation. Yes. Hearing this section of the Bhagavatam gives a clear understanding of the subtle body and therefore makes reincarnation a given fact rather than just another religious dogma, which yes. is what most people think it is. Yes, absolutely. And therefore, uh, knowledge is required. Knowledge of the truth is required to be able to see anything properly. If a child asks, asks the father, you know, what this is, and he says it's a garbage can, I'm, I'm pointing at my computer. So the, if the child asks the father, what is this? And he says it's a garbage can. Do you think that that child is going to be able to live properly in the world? I don't think so. Therefore, every knowledge, all the knowledge that we get depends on hearing from authority. And the world now is in such a topsy-turvy, chaotic condition because they've lost their taste for hearing from authority. They no longer accept scripture as real. They, never, they don't believe in God. And therefore, they can't understand what to do, what not to do, how to, how to relate to one another and how to be happy in this world. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada's purports explain how to solve all the problems from the root. Hare Krishna. This is from Subarao Rajagopalan. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. One of the greatest services to Srila Prabhupada is to distribute his books. It is my humble opinion that even greater than book distribution is reading them aloud to devotees so that we can relish the wisdom nuggets, apply them in our real life, and elevate our consciousness. In this regard, the service that you are doing is monumental, Maharaj. I am not sure... On our own, we will ever read and understand the verses without the Bhaktivedanta purports, and you're reading them out loud to us. Thank you, Maharaj. Well, thank you very much, Subara. And I, but I would like to say that I'm very dutifully uh, uploading all of these videos onto the YouTube, and they're available to listen again and again and again from now on. This is my... Uh, Dear Most Desire, that these resources that we're giving uh, will be utilized by devotees to do just what you're talking about. And notice that these purports, which are so important, they're filled with Bhagavad Gita verses. The, the three of us, Abhay Das Brahmachari, Gaurhari Das Brahmachari, and myself, we read Bhagavad Gita chapter every single morning and then discuss it. 
and it is so nice to hear the whole Gita verses uh, every 18 days and in a year how many years? 360, 18 years 360 means how many times in a year? You're going to figure out with your calculator. Gorhi is getting out his calculator. 18 into 365. About 20 times. 20 times. We're hearing the Bhagavad Gita, the three of us, or two of us, depending on who's here, uh, you know, every year. And that's really good. So please consider adding this to your sadhana, your activities of sadhana, and which will help you to remember and deepen and connect the, the meanings of the verses together and more comprehensively appreciate Krishna's teachings. That's the beginning. And then from there it goes to the personality of Krishna and all of his great opulences and then his pastimes and eventually uh, pure love because he's so in, in, uh, dear. He's the all-attractive one, Hare Krishna. This is from Jai Shri Devidasi. Jai Shri Hare Krishna. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. In the few purports we read tonight, Srila Prabhupada has seamlessly incorporated so many verses from Bhagavad Gita, yes. showing the importance of the Bhagavad Gita as the most important foundation the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. Yes. I feel so blessed to be involved in distributing these transcendental books to the public, especially in the month of book distribution marathon. Your servant, Jai Shri Devidasi. Hare Krishna, Jai Shri Devidasi. And I'm very proud of you, by the way, for doing this incredible service, especially in Hong Kong. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it in an exemplary fashion. Thank you so much. You're inspiring all of us. Hare Krishna. And it's good to hear from you at the re during the readings. Very good to hear from you. Hare Krishna. This one's from Chad Canterbury. Jai Canterbury? Chad Canterbury. Oh, Chad in Canterbury. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Daily readings ki jai. Dear Maharaj, please can you explain to me the subject matter of Jesus and his tattva? Srila Prabhupada has said that Lord Jesus comes from the spiritual world. Does he reside in Goloka or the Vaikuntha planets? All oh, glories to Srila Prabhupada. We don't know. It, because there's a lack of information content in the Bible about the spiritual world, the details of the spiritual world, it's not revealed. I mean, it may be revealed to some who are practicing his teachings and are very, very seriously devoted to him. It could be revealed. But uh, it isn't, there's no absolute statement anywhere that I've read, either in the Bible or in the Vedas. Uh, but Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur made it very clear that the Lord Jesus Christ is considered to be a Shaktivesh, empowered uh, devotee of Krishna uh, who, who came to do something that only Krishna could do. 
but he's a jiva soul. He's not God himself. Therefore, he used to say, uh, call himself the son of God. And in the original Aramaic, uh, Jesus' name is written, Jesus of the Christ. That's the Aramaic. Of course, I'm saying it in English, but that's the Aramaic structure of his name. Jesus of the Christ. Just like I have my name that was given to me by my mother and father, then I have my surname, which was their, their, their surname. That's how we get our names. So this word, Jesus of the Christ, this name, means that he's of the Christ. The Christ in that language meant, means anointed one. It's another name for God, another way of describing one of God's qualities. So the name, that name, Christ in English, then Christa in, I think, Aramaic, and Christo in Greek, then it goes back to the Sanskrit, Krishna. Therefore, he is the son of Krishna. And not an ordinary son, but an empowered son. Is that clear? Clear? Hare Krishna. Thank you very much everyone for your lovely reflections and we'll let you know if my new opening uh, made it possible for us to continue <laughs> or whatever. They're, they keep changing the rules in the, in the Facebook anyway. Stay tuned. We may go over to, you know, live, you know, YouTube readings before we before we know it. But for now, we'll stay the way we are. Hare Krishna, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabira Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. So see you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, as we bathe in the nectar of the instructions of Narada Muni. Hare Krishna, see you tomorrow.